A lot of these comments about animal products do not take the time to contradistinguish between animals that were pasture-raised, green grass, flowers, herbs, clean water flowing through the middle of the pasture land to drink, and um, grass or uh, grass-finished, grass-pastured, grass-finished, as opposed to the commercial feedlots. Now we don't recommend anybody eat from the commercial feedlots. No, and the nitrogen, not whatsoever. The, the stuff that the, the antibiotics meat, they use right. on these animals. But they throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. I was just asked the other day by someone new to us if I was the Forbidden Doctor. Of course I said no. The Forbidden Doctor is not me at all. We are not the Forbidden Doctor. Jack is not the Forbidden Doctor. It's in you. The Forbidden Doctor is that magical, mystical power inside of you that is controlling and healing you. It's that beautiful, marvelous, almost miraculous force that controls all healing. It's that innate intelligence, that life force-directed influence that triggered your DNA to guide the building of your body after conception. Yeah, it's that power that sustains your life, repairs your wounds and lesions, and it never stops working. It's that essential part of you that keeps you alive and heals your every hurt. This is the Forbidden Doctor. It's not me. It's that part of you. The powers that be have decreed forbidden to ever learn about or even consider and never ever rely upon for it is forbidden that you even know this life force exists at all you are your own forbidden doctor yes hey everybody it's dr jack and mary and welcome back to the forbidden doctor podcast this is podcast episode 175 you don't know what, what you, you don't, don't know. know. <laughs> so welcome to this Forbidden Doctor podcast where we reveal your body's amazing ability to heal itself and where we question Western medicine's automatic drugs for everything and drugs for anything approach. Yeah, so stay tuned. We have some exciting and probably unknown to most of you forbidden information relating to a food update with animal products and a quick update concerning autism. Yeah, what we're going to talk about is the Gerson diet for a few minutes. Uh, we have several podcasts on diet um, in our 175 starting with number 46 low carb diets are they good for you number 1 or number 56 animal based protein versus plant based protein and uh, number 91 dangers of vegan and vegetarian diets that's a good one and then my favorite is number 139 ditch the diet and eat what you crave oh yeah but before we get to that for our regular listeners the next 4 minutes is our financial stuff and you can fast forward through it if you choose but for our new listeners, please listen at least one time so you understand how we do things around here. So before we begin this informative and forbidden podcast, we want to take a few minutes to talk about why we do not have sponsors. Yeah, we've been approached many times to sell different products on our show. But we've always been compelled to resist these financially tempting offers because many times they lead to an attempt for editorial control over what we say. Yeah, and what we're doing here is too important to be controlled by corporate interests. So we never allow this kind of advertising no. on our show. And so that said, 
We don't make money from these podcasts. All of our income comes from your interaction with us and what we have to offer and from the sale of our Forbidden Doctor products and supplements from the oldest and original whole food supplement manufacturer in the United States, Standard Process. But we're not paid by Standard Process. Indeed, they distance themselves from open internet promotion because of constant scrutiny from the FDA. Yeah, and as a result, they do not advertise or pay for advertising outside of a licensed healthcare professional's office. And the reason for this is really simple, because their products are very powerful and they actually work. So they need to be careful about people making claims. Others have mentioned that while the knowledge we share can't be found anywhere else, it is often tied to standard process. Yeah, and that also includes our own ageless thyroid and long-life energy enzymes products. Yes, and so you might ask... Could not our own products be creating a conflict of interest? Mm -hmm. I mean, have we mistakenly created infomercials instead of free knowledge podcasts? No, we do this on purpose. Yes, because years of experience on the radio and in our clinics and almost half a million downloads of our podcasts have taught us a few things. And the most important is that the type of nutrient-dense foods that most of us need to get our bodies actually healing from years of malnutrition, are not easily integrated into most of our lives. Yeah, the quest for excellence in nutrition has never been an easy task. Just just face it, nobody wants to eat raw liver. Uh-uh. But absolutely no one will sign up to eat raw liver daily for six months. So we feel therapeutic supplementation is sometimes yes. very critical in the healing process. Yes, it is. So let us be clear. We talk about standard process because this is how you can get whole foods in a concentrated form that you would never, ever eat on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And the reason we do our podcast this way is because it has saved our lives and countless others that we've worked with over the years. Yeah, so we sell supplements. Yeah. And so we try to give free knowledge away about how nutrition touches every aspect of our lives. And so necessarily these two are going to overlap. But the bottom line is... We may mention supplements that you can get from our website, but the knowledge we share is real, and you can take that with you forever, whether or not you ever buy anything from us. But you can support us in keeping this podcast on the air with a donation at ForbiddenDoctor.com slash donate. Or if you're ready to take your first steps for your own health, you can join our family by going to our website and taking our free symptom survey. Now, we understand, we really do, that some of you may feel real hardship with even a modest purchase and cannot afford even a single month's supply of supplements. So please know then, it is completely okay if you do not buy our supplements or financially support our show in any way if you cannot afford to. Yes. However, there are many ways to support us for free. You can give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That's easy. Or a thumbs up on YouTube. Wherever you listen to our podcast, just give us a good rating. Yeah, and if you already support the show, thank you, truly thank you. And please know that you are the very reason we fight this good fight. I mean, your support makes this all possible. So now let's get back to the forbidden information they don't want you to know. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, and then before we before we do this, I, I've just got to tell you a couple things about a nine-year-old girl I saw in the clinic recently. This is cool. Yeah, she did a backward somersault accident where she jammed her neck, and this happened recently. And her father, who is a, has been a patient for a couple of years now, 
brought her to see me. And she was crying constantly. She was holding on to him and wouldn't let go of his arm, wouldn't let go of his hand, hiding behind him to keep him between herself and me. Because you're so scary. Yes. (laughs) And she was having personality changes where she was once a happy, laughing, dancing, you know, living the exciting life of a nine-year-old. She was now depressed. Mm. And so obviously the parents were somewhat concerned. Well, I took films of her neck and saw one of the worst misaligned spines I have seen in some time, regardless of age or severity of the trauma that caused it. She was worse than my son um, Spencer when I met you. Yes. He, and his was really bad. He had a very bad... He was 10 degrees out was of the He was about what? He was six? going into kinder, or to first grade. Yeah, six years old. Yeah, and yeah. I'd held him back because he couldn't tell the letter U from the number five. Right. And after one month after you corrected him, he was top in his class. Yes, that's no exaggeration. Mm-hmm. And then graduated as salutatorian. From high school. Mm-hmm. He would have been valedictorian, but he played football and got an A-. minus. But you, do, you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. I can't imagine if you hadn't corrected him what his life would have been like. Well, the same thing with this little girl, because her neck was out of the vertical 18 degrees. Now, what that means is when you're looking straight at her on film, the top of her neck was leaning off to the right 18 degrees compared to the bottom of her neck. I mean, it was uh, like it made the leaning Tower of Pisa look like it was straight. So all those trillions of nerves going through your brainstem are being compressed. They're, that's right. And They're pinched. And- pinched, altered in their normal function to the point where her personality was changing, not just pain. Wow. Sleep like was disturbed. Lobotomy. So, right. so uh, what happened again? She fell off a trampoline? No, no. Well, she's a ballet dancer. Oh, I wasn't listening. And for some Sorry. reason, the girls were kind of fooling around, oh, and she was showing how she could do a backwards handstand. Ah, and landed on her neck. Yeah, and I don't know exactly the mechanism of the whole thing, but there's only seven bones in the neck, so 18 degrees is considerable. The average, neck, uh, the average misaligned neck that I see for the first time correction is about anywhere from one to four degrees. Yeah, she when was you 18. saw Spencer at 10, you, were, oh, you thought... At his age? Yeah. Yeah, he was teeny. Well, she didn't want me to touch her neck for obvious reasons, but after her father bribed her, um, she laid down on my adjusting table and allowed me to touch the very top of her neck on the side, just behind the ear, where the only real access to the first bone is located anyway, where it's not covered with muscles and ligaments. Mm. And within seconds, as most people do on their first correction, she started to smile because of the gentleness of what we do. takes about as much pressure as it does to dent a soft marshmallow. That's right. That's all. It's not a matter of force and power. It's a matter of precision and accuracy. Like a golf swing. Yes, a very accurately um, delivered golf swing. doesn't have to be 1,000 miles an hour. Yeah. So on the post films, her 18 degrees had reduced to one degree. She stopped crying. She stopped holding her neck. And I saw her a week later for a follow-up. And as a budding ballet dancer, <laughs> she demonstrated for me a couple of Aww. her ballet movements. There was a, 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 a position one and then position two. And <laughs> then she did a, a little twirl or pirouette, whatever you call it. I don't remember. But she had no more complaints. She was smiling. Her cheeks were pink. And Aww. she was her old self. Aww. Now, what would have happened had that correction not have occurred? What if her father had not brought her in? What if her father didn't know what it was that we do? 
which is a very unique approach and to how working many on the spine. Others don't know. That's yeah. why we named we titled this podcast You Don't Know What You Don't Know. Well, she had had a life of misery and pain as that misalignment would have in time distorted the shape of her entire spine. Now, how do I know that? Because since March of 95, we've seen around 19,000 patients. Wow. And when I see a terribly disturbed neck in its structure, and on history, I find out they had a bad horse fall at eight years old, or they had a very traumatic birth, or they were in an auto accident when they were two or three or whatever, something before puberty Mm -hmm. usually. Um, started the compensation of the spine under the head in in the sense that when the head comes out of balance with the neck, the body is going to compensate for that to try to keep the head between the feet. Mm -hmm. And it will literally literally twist your spine into a pretzel. Scoliotic. That's where, I I believe, honestly, that's where about 95% of scoliosis comes from. The other 5% is because of some... Uh, pre-gen- or congenital deformation of one of the bones in the spine. Well, my aunt fell out of a tree at 10 years old, and she was That's what I'm talking kind about. of known as the hypochondriac because she had all these ailments, and nobody could determine what was wrong yeah. with her because she didn't know. Their parents, my grandparents, didn't know what they didn't know. Nuke was around. Nuke has been around for you know decades, but they didn't know, and she ended up dying so bent over and crippled. Yes. It was the saddest thing ever. And Well, that comes from some early trauma to right. the spine. And if you hadn't helped this girl, I hear you tell kids all the time, you don't know what I just did for you. And you... <laughs> you don't well, know probably, the, the misery. Yes, that's right. You, you probably have... You, you'll never know what just happened, and you will probably never be able to fully express gratitude to your father <laughs> for having brought you in here because you will not know the life of misery that was ahead of you yeah. without this being done. Yeah, that is so fantastic. So, And kids are half price. Not that they're easier to fix. Oh my goodness! But we no. just have so many kids. But it's amazing how parents parents who have been in a car accident or a fall or a spill or a history of sports or horses or four wheelers or whatever else uh, suddenly have severe sciatica or they're looking at knee replacement or some of these other things in their middle to later ages, and they have kids at home that hurt. Yeah. And they never think yeah, until a- I mention it, and they go, "Oh, you think this." Well, my daughter's had migraines since she was 14. And, I, and then I always give the standard smarty. Smart Alec. Yeah, I say, well, does she have a spine? <laughs> if she has a spine, it might be misaligned. <laughs> if her spine's misaligned, she's probably in pain. And, you know, you've got to think about this twisting of the scoliotic spine that you're talking about. You think, we all think, chiropractors, oh, well, you've got to fix the spine. But you've got to think of those trillions of nerves going through that well, spine. That's it. That's it. You know, nobody thinks of that. I never well, did until of, I married you. Well, you're, that's right. And a lot of people are not aware of the degree of a chiropractic education. Right. We get so much more osteology, the bones, mm-hmm. and um, biomechanics of the spine, and neurology than you get in medical school. Yeah. And just your basic Just basic medical years. training. Yes. Yeah. A neurologist... Uh, comes out of medical school with just a foundational understanding of the nervous system. And then, of course, through residency mm-hmm. and and fellowships and everything else, they learn an awful lot more about the nervous system. Sure. We get that in chiropractic college. And then you went on to specialize in NUCA, which yes. just works with the brainstem area. And yeah. that, that's explained 
um, in other podcasts that we have. So before we jump into our podcast, we also want to remind you about our free symptom survey, which we offer on our homepage of our website, ForbiddenDoctor.com. It's the most comprehensive survey. It certainly is. (laughs) I was going to say surgery, kind of. It's the most comprehensive survey you'll ever take. It has tons of questions, and after you're done, not only will you get a free personalized protocol, which saves you money in the long run because you're not buying supplements you don't need, you have the opportunity to have a free 30-minute phone consultation yes. if you want to. You, of course, are not obligated in any way whatsoever, and all of this at no charge to you. And, of course, you can always call our office at 801-523-1890 with any questions. And remember, your patronage of our offers keeps this podcast on the air, so we appreciate it. So now on with the things they don't want you to know. Okay, well, the other day... <laughs> I am was I'm a follower of Health Nut Health Nut News, which is a great little Instagram. Um, it's Dr. McCullough's partner, Erin um, is her name, and I like a lot of the stuff that she posts on there. She's, um, I think she's wonderful, but she's a vegetarian, and I think she's a vegan, and she just decided to do her yearly Gershon um, cleanse. Which, you know, I just cringe when I hear that because, you know, our, gar- our bodies are not garbage dumps. And, I don't, and it's a six-week cleanse, six weeks of no, re- no building foods whatsoever. So I, was, I kind of just try to ignore that when she does that because she has so many good ideas on so many things, just like Dr. Mercola does. And, um, and, and, you know, we like a lot of stuff he talks about, but he doesn't, he doesn't have everything. But anyway, there was this lady that wrote in, and she, you know, because everybody thinks that, you know, Gershon and vegetarianism and everything is the, the, the best. And anyway, she wrote in, this lady wrote in, I can't even pronounce her name, not that I would, anyway. She said, I started the Gershon therapy for colorectal cancer back in 2016. Um, and that's a good thing. I mean, if you have colorectal cancer, I think that would be a really good thing to do a nice, beautiful cleanse. Oh, well, the Gerson therapy is excellent for detoxification and cleansing. Sure. Yeah. But it doesn't have any rebuilding, <clears throat> you know, foods in it at all. But she says, I started it back in 2016 for the colorectal cancer, and I'm still following it to a degree. Now, that's, you know, three years later. This is crazy. Three years later, but I'm too broke to be able to buy enough produce to juice eight times eight ounces glasses a day. In other words, eight glasses. That's half a gallon. Yeah. 64 ounces. And then she says, and I can't find the time in my schedule to do the required amount of enemas per day. I, I don't know what that is, but I mean. Yeah, the enemas, colon cleansing comes no, with No, no, I know what enemas are. Oh, I, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to say it comes with Gerson oh, therapy. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know so. you know what enemas are. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And see, and I take issue with that a little bit too. Well, quite a lot. Not when you're really, really sick. Sure, do a whole bunch of enemas. But, you know, to do them continually forever seems a bit much. Um, anyway, so she's, so she's bemoaning the fact that she can't get everything done. She can't keep on the Gershon therapy because people think this. They think, it helped me so much. I went vegetarian or I went vegan and I felt wonderful. Oh, yeah. Just the boost of energy, the clarity of mind, the elimination of brain fog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, that's very common when you do that and for, a, for two or three, four weeks, even a couple to three months. Even, even more. 
or maybe three months, six months, whatever. But there comes a time that you're starving. Yeah, there comes a time where hunger hits you. Clinical starving. Yes. Yeah, you need to get some food inside of you, not just cleanse anymore. So what do people do? They double down. Ah, oh, I just got to cleanse more. I got to juice more. Well, yeah, she's eight, eight-ounce glasses a day. So She's some feeling people... bad. She can't do eight ounces, of, eight glasses a day of vegetable right. juice or whatever juice she was doing, nor all the enemas. Well, it sounds like she lived through her colorectal cancer, so... You know, here she is. So I couldn't take it. I know, I know, I know, I know I shouldn't write in these things. Honey, you're not going to stop being you. Oh, oh. No, I need to for my own, you know, calmness and emotional state. But I wasn't upset. I just wrote, I wrote back. I said, after the initial cleansing of juicing, you need to rebuild your body with animal foods, which are the easiest foods to digest for humans, and they have very dense nutrition. There's a reason you don't have time or energy to juice all day. You are a creator and need to eat dense nutrition so you have time to create. Rebuild your organs of excretion with animal foods. That is the best way to cleanse. Now, get that. That's a powerful statement. Rebuild your organs of excretion with animal foods. So, in other words, I was trying to tell Aaron, you know, in a roundabout, you know, passive-aggressive way, Aaron, you don't need to go on this six-week cleanse. Rebuild your organs of excretion, and they will cleanse you naturally. But what I was trying to tell this lady is... You know, we don't have time to eat all day. We're not animals. We're not grazers. We're not grazers. We're creators. We need time to create. You know, it's, it's sad because women have been the, um, through the ages, through the centuries, women have been the um, person that makes the meals all the time. And, you know, it takes so much time to be the cook and the chef and the shopper and, and designer and organizer and cleaner upper and everything that women typically haven't had as much time to create out in the business world, the marketplace, you know, all those types of things right. that men have had because men have been able to go out and do this, which I'm not complaining about. I'm just saying that's the way it's been. We have not, although <laughs> we create children, you know, that little thing, you <laughs> yes, know, that little course. creator part. Yeah, we create those inside of us and we have to have the food to create those inside of us. We have to have the fat and the protein that you don't get in plants into our bodies. We need that dense well, to, nutrition. Well, I, I would say to the degree that you the would... The complete You proteins. don't get it in a plant that you get in dense animal... Yeah, especially the fat. Protein. So, and that's been so vilified in our nation. And, and what's happened to our children and the health of our children? Yeah, the babies heart disease continues to increase. Cancer continues to yeah, increase. It just drives me crazy. So, you know, the, and the other thing is we don't have time to create... If we eat all day long, if this poor lady was saying, I can't make eight ounces of juice a day or eight Can't glass, afford it and doesn't have the time. Can't afford it, don't, don't have the time, everything else. So I thought, okay, I'll just put this little thing in here. Maybe, you know, and it, then it's important to this starfish. responded. No, she didn't respond. It was somebody oh, else. Oh, no, uh, that's right. That's yeah. somebody else. Here, let me see if I can blow this up so I can read it. Okay. So somebody else responded, and she... <laughs> She responded directly to me, at Mary Stockwell. Yes. (laughs) No animal products, zero, and zero dairy. It is the way to heal and maintain health. After you have detoxed and cleansed, it is dangerous and counterproductive to then fill your body with the things that made it sick. Well. I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's, that's the belief system. So you don't know what you don't know. So that's why we decided to just do a real quick podcast to help you understand how animal foods do not make you sick. You know, the prevailing thought out there is well, that it's uh, dead. You and, know, just like a lot of the marketing world out there when it comes to supplements will not contradistinguish between supplements that come from food and supplements that come from the laboratory, which is 99.5% of the supplements out there are absolute just chemical compounds. They are not vitamins. But the marketing world does not contradistinguish. A lot of these comments about animal products do not take the time to contradistinguish between animals that were pasture-raised, green grass, flowers, herbs, clean water flowing through the middle of the pasture land to drink, and um, grass or uh, grass-finished, grass-pastured, grass-finished, as opposed to the commercial feedlots. Now, we don't recommend anybody eat from the commercial feedlots. No, and the nitrogen, Not whatsoever. The preservatives. The stuff that the meat. The antibiotics meat, they use right. on these animals. But they throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. I wanted to write this lady back. This is what I wanted to say, but I didn't, and I, I'm going to try really hard not to. I wanted to write her back and say, well, you know, if you have some amylase, that's the enzyme that breaks down cellulose plants, you have some amylase in your mouth. So if to you start carbohydrate digestion. Right, yes. So if you will chew your food for two hours, you know, chew your cud like cows do. If you'll chew your food for two hours, you still won't get the fat, but you know, you'll start breaking down the food. You know, and then you might as well just bypass the stomach and go right to the colon. Because you know, I don't know why we have a stomach and small intestine and because the colon is the only place where the bacteria that that's will finish the, the digestion thing. of a plant exists. That's the next thing I was going to tell her. We don't have the bugs, the, the bacteria that animals have to break down the cellulose. We just don't have it. Well, cows don't have it either. Cows don't have You're cellulase. Right. right. It's the bugs that live the in their bugs. stomach that have the cellulase yeah. to break down the carbohydrate. And when you look at the time... And ferment it. When you look at the time, let's say it takes 24 hours from food, from mm-hmm. the time you swallow it, to come out the bottom in mm-hmm. a bowel movement, the majority of that time it is in the colon. Yeah. It goes through the duodenum and the early parts of the jejunum rather quickly. An hour in the stomach. And then after an hour to two hours in the stomach, then it passes through the the duodenum and the jejunum rather quickly, spends a little more time in the ileum. But once it gets to the colon, that's where it spends most of the time trying to finish the process of carbohydrate digestion. Way down south in our bodies where animals, the herbivores, it's at the top of their digestion. Yeah. So we're omnivores, so we can chew. We can eat plants. Well, we have tearing teeth to tear meat. Yeah, these we are have grinding teeth, right teeth yeah. in the back to finish the chewing and mastication of the meat. Oh, that's But right. also to grind, if you're going to do it for two hours, carrots, you know, broccoli, things that are harder. Especially raw. Especially raw. Yeah. So, so that's what I was, another thing I was going to tell her is you need to shave off all your teeth and get, you know, just flat grinding like teeth. Like a cow has. Like a cow has. You know, I'm sorry that this is the way we were born. I, you know, I can see these people. They're kind, kind people that don't want to eat animals, and I understand that. Oh, I understand the moral argument. I do, too. I do. I do, too. And I like getting my animal foods from plastic in the grocery store rather than going out and slicing their throat and killing them and raising them. 
it, it's a nice time that we live in, but I'm sorry, that's the way our bodies are. Now, if, if you want to just go completely vegetarian or vegan, then yes, you need to just cut out that stomach. Who needs a stomach? That's where you do... You're going to read something from Gutman's yeah, Physiology. Right. But I want to say something. What the, the, what the commercial farms have done to degrade and almost poison the quality of commercial meats, whether poultry or beef, lamb, um, uh, farmed fish, pork, whatever, is the same thing big agribusinesses have done to the agricultural land of this country, where they have taken the humus, the topsoil that used to be two to three feet thick, Mm -hmm. some thicker than that in other places, reduced it to a couple of inches or less, and are constantly producing, and this is non-organic foods, right. f- plants and fruits, vegetables, whatever else, that are just as deleterious to our health because of glyphosate and everything else as commercial meat might be to the colon. Yeah, they're the exact same. It, you know. Then there's one other mm-hmm. little problem. Um, These glyphosate-ridden cows that are eating plants that are yeah. full of glyphosate, it's now in their bones. Yes, so you have to be super, super That's careful. right. Even, even broth made from bone broth mm-hmm. made from non-organic animals, which is a little counterintuitive statement there because essentially we're all organic, but <laughs> they don't have organic diets. Diet, so their, their food. products are not organic, and now they're finding glyphosate in the bone marrow. Yeah. Well, there's and if one you other, don't have a good gut, it's going to go to your bones too. One other so. little problem about this whole thing is a word called collagen. Yes. And a word called pepsin. Now, when you go through Cairo College or medical college, either one, there are two great books of human physiology that are, you know, over a thousand pages long. Anatomy is how the body's put together. Physiology is how the body works. And so when I go into Guyton, the 10th edition, textbook of medical physiology, this is where we had our, this was our source of physio- physiology understanding in school. And I am looking at digestion of proteins in the stomach. Okay. I'm quoting directly from the Bible here, the Bible of human digestion or human physiology. Pepsin, the important peptic enzyme of the stomach, is most active at a pH of 2.0 to 3.0 and is inactive at a pH above 5. Consequently, for this enzyme to cause any digestive action on protein, the stomach juices must be acidic, as explained in Chapter 64, the gastric glands secrete a large quantity of hydrochloric acid, and I'm reading from Chapter 65. This hydrochloric acid is secreted by the parietal cells in the glands at a pH of about 0.8. But by the time it's mixed with the stomach contents and with the secretions from the uh, glandular cells of the stomach, and some of those glandular cells are releasing uh, mucus to protect the lining of the stomach so you don't digest your own stomach when the hydrochloric acid comes out. That's a good thing. The pH averages around 2 to 3, a highly favorable range of acidity for pepsin activity. Now, I read all that chapter paragraph to read this one. One of the important features of pepsin digestion is its ability to digest the protein collagen, an albuminoid that is affected little by other digestive enzymes. In other words, it takes pepsin to digest collagen. Collagen is a major constituent of the intracellular connective tissue of meats. 
Therefore, for the digestive not enzymes, plants. not yeah. plants. Not plants. Plants do not have collagen. No. Therefore, that doesn't mean you can't eat a plant. Right. Where I'm headed for is why in the world did Mother Nature put pepsin in the human stomach? All right, for the digestive enzymes, uh, that has to be there for the digestive enzymes of the digestive tract to penetrate meats and digest the meat cellular proteins. It is first necessary that the collagen fibers be digested. Consequently, in persons who lack peptic activity in their stomach or the stomach didn't get acidic hot enough, enough. To re- hot enough to release the pepsin, mm-hmm. um, the ingested meats are less well penetrated by the digestive enzymes and therefore may be poorly digested. Now, how do you get hydrochloric acid released to a degree to release, to do the job? Well, there has to be dense protein. Now there's pro- it won't it won't there's incomplete protein in plants. Plants do not have complete protein in them. What's the word I'm looking for? It won't initiate. It won't stimulate. That's it. It yeah. won't stimulate pepsin to be produced. Now I'm not saying you can't be a vegan, and I'm not saying you can't be a vegetarian. It's just extremely difficult to do those things and be healthy, because I take care of vegans uh-huh. and I take care of vegetarians in my clinic, and most of them are doing it for moral reasons. Yeah. Not necessarily for health. Although, although there's, they, there's my father who was just a basic vegetarian his entire life because he hated meat, mm-hmm. you know, and he didn't live a healthy life. He was always tired, always weak, always depressed, but he didn't eat much. He did leave, live to 91. And I remember you looking at his x-rays and saying, I don't know what's stopping your, your head from crashing into your chest cavity. Because there's no neck. There was no bones. He that couldn't rebuild you his could, bones. You could see the bare outline of the bones in his neck, but there was no bone mass. Right. And so talk about osteoporosis. So the important thing is to remember about bone is that a third of it's protein. Mm-hmm. Third water. And, and third that mineral. protein comes from a concentrated source, and there is nothing better than dense animal protein to do that job. Yeah. So I just wanted We've to... We've had many. I, we had another lady that, oh, I remember... She didn't have any bone mass either. You took her x-rays and you were just like... Holy smoke. Yeah, it was so scary. And I remember meeting her in the bathroom, um, just happened to to that day, and she was crying. And she said, God told me to go vegetarian. And, you know, we all need this contrast in our lives. Well, keep listening to that same voice. But you don't know what you you don't know. And, you know, maybe for a time it was a good thing. Maybe it was Well, that's what I mean, keep listening to that voice, because at some point that voice is going to say, okay, that's enough, you're cleansed. Now get back to to dense We're dynamic people. We're dynamic in our soul. We're dynamic in our thoughts. We're dynamic in our physical bodies. We're constantly changing. You know, it, it kind of freaks you out. You know, as I read her... Her, her, she's so sure. And I think, am I like that? You know, am I so sure? You know, maybe I'll find something that, bam, you yeah, know, veganism is the, you know, the, the way to go. I don't know. And if I do, I will say that on the podcast. Well, let me but, recommend the book, The Myth of Vegetarianism by Leah. Lyra? Leah? No, Liera Keith. Lear Keith. Lear Keith. Lear Keith. Excellent book. The, it's like poetry. Myth, she was a vegan for 17, 17 18 years. years, and she talks about what it did to her health. Degenerative bone disease. And how she could only recover to a certain point. Yeah. And, but it, the book is just poetic. It's so, so good. All right, now let's go to the second half of what we wanted to talk about. And this is from a study out of UCLA. 
Study ties pesticide spraying to increased autism rates in children. Now, as we have always said, because we're, we've been accused, well, you think that autism just comes from vaccines. No, we think vaccines has a lot to do with autism. But there are other things because there's kids who had vaccines that didn't get autism. Yeah, and there's kids that have no vaccines. Oh, that's just what you said. I no, think. there's kids who, who have vacci- vaccines but no autism. Right, and kids that have no vaccines and have autism. Although that's extremely rare. But that, it, it That's does the happen. case. It does happen. And man, if those kids had gotten vaccines... Well, we've always said it's the environmental factors. Mm-hmm. It's, not just va- it's not just the poison that's mm-hmm. in the vaccine. And by poison, I mean... Uh, things like aluminum hydroxide and uh, polysorbate eighty. Yes, and things mercury. that have no business inside the human body. And the DNA of other. But species that there's other sources of poisoning to a brain, especially a developing fetal brain before it's ever born. Yeah. So can can we just you know you the, just read it? It's, it's short, not that long, and you read so well. Go All right, ahead. a new study aimed. This is June sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. Just a few days ago. Oh, uh, that's today. Yeah. A new study aimed at discovering the effects of pesticides on developing fetuses has revealed an increased risk of autism in kids. Scientists now say that a fetus's higher exposure to typical pesticides causes an increased chance for autism in the child. Ondine von Ehrenstein, an associate professor in the Fielding School of Public Health at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, who led the study, used California's autism registry data and compared it against the density of pesticide spraying per region. And is that data correct? Do people always report their kids have autism? Uh, no, the no. number might be a little low. Yeah. The study, now published in... Uh, British B- Medical. I think that's British Medical, included almost 38,000 people. The findings of the study are astounding. They show that pregnant women living within a 2,000-meter radius of intensely sprayed areas, and that's a, li- that's a little less than two miles, living within a 2,000-mile uh, radius of meter. intensely... Meter radius. Oh, I said mile, didn't mm-hmm. I? 2,000-meter radius of intensely sprayed areas have up to 16% increased chance for having an autistic kid. The bottom increase percentage number is 10, so it's 10 to 16 according to the findings, according to the region. Numerous pesticides were reviewed in relation to causation. Some of the more popular ones are diazinon and chlorpyrifos, excuse me, and permethrin. Now, would you get on a plane that had a 10 to 16 percent chance of going down? So, no. would you? Are you comfortable with a 10 to 16% increase of having your child have autism? No. So you stay away from glyphosate-ridden plants. The numbers get even more troublesome when pesticide exposure is confirmed. Children exposed to pesticides while in the womb have a 30% higher chance of having autism. And all these women eating salads... Non-organic. Non-organic salads, thinking that they're helping their little baby when they should be eating copious amounts of good, high-quality animal foods. Meat, eggs, fish, dairy, and spices. Let me read that again. Children exposed to pesticides while in the womb had a 30% higher chance of having autism. 30. Exposure to pesticides in the initial year of life resulted to a 50% increase. This is once they're out of the womb. And what do we give our kids? We have them chew on glyphosate-ridden 
carrots and peas and we think it's and and tomatoes and we think there's we're just doing wonders and it's a 50 percent increase of autism both prenatal and postnatal periods are vulnerable periods and it doesn't stop at birth von ehrenstein says about the findings and it's worse the children who are exposed to pesticides in their first year of life not only have an increased chance of autism but also for a slew of other intellectual disabilities of course the study's tactics made sure to account for other variables such as poor air quality and economic class. Hmm. The problems are problematic because, for the most part, people have no control over the number of pesticides sprayed upon their communities. The findings are problematic. What did I say? The problems are problematic. Oh, yes. But the findings, these the f- are very The finding, yeah, because it doesn't matter what you've discovered. What can you do about it? Because you have no control over the pesticides being sprayed. The research exposes a health crisis, but can't unveil a reasonable solution. The study may help to create an environment of awareness over the potentially devastating effects of pesticide spraying, but it seems for now, unless pesticide spraying is minimized or eliminated, there is no viable solution. Now, we've been reading a book called The Moth in the Iron Lung, and they had pesticides back then called... Paris Green. Paris Green. Trying to kill this moth. Yeah, trying to kill the advance of the gypsy moth. And the uh, poisoning effect of Paris Green in children mimicked polio. This was in the 1800s. In the late 1800s, the late 1800s. Yeah. We'll talk more about that when we finish the, the, the thing. Book. So uh, the article finishes here. Autism numbers are surging with New Jersey leading the nation. And I don't get that. Why New Jersey? New Overall... Jersey. Uh, autism rates are at an all-time high. Parents are also looking for answers for an illness known as sudden unexplained death syndrome. SIDS. Yeah, right. SIDS. Sudden infant death. So. Yeah. So there you are. Um, very scary time we live in. So do your best to eat as clean as you can. The easiest to digest foods there are, which are animal foods. Our bodies are built to digest and break down and utilize to rebuild our bodies, our organs, and our hormones, and enable us to make hormones with the fat from the animal foods. The the most meat, eggs, fish, and dairy. That's what we should be eating. Clean, non-pesticide eating animals as we can afford. And understand, though, too, that you have a liver and a kidney, and you have a microbiome. So if you do happen to get foods that aren't, you know, raised the cleanest and aren't the best, you should be able to clean that out yourself. So, anyway. You don't know what you don't know, as we started off here. So spread the word about how easy animal foods are to digest. That's how you plummet the acid content of your stomach lower and lower and lower to release collagen to finish up the protein digestion. You, you want to get rid of dense protein in there. Yes. You want to get rid of wrinkles, you want to rebuild your skin, you have to eat protein and fat. Yeah. Animal foods. And how our body is not designed to live exclusively on plants except, you know, in starvation conditions and even the potato uh, well, that's a story for <laughs> another day. But especially not laden with pesticides. Yeah. We have our um Pop culture recommendations, completely backwards. You know, they always say, you know, eat everything raw. And they're talking about plants when they say, eat a raw diet. They're not talking about eating raw animals. (laughs) They're talking about eating raw plants. But it's completely backwards. You need to eat your animal foods as raw as you can and eat your plant foods as cooked or pre-digested 
as you can. Yeah, because the cooking breaks down the cellulose fibers, so you can actually get the nutrition inside mm-hmm. the cellulose fiber. And we need to eat very dense. We need to eat the food that ate the food that ate the food that ate the food. So you can tell people that you are vegetarian if you eat animal foods because the animal ate the veg- vegetables and the plants. So <laughs> you are getting the nutrition from that. You are getting the um, um, essential fatty acids, which, you know, cows basically are on a high-fat diet eating these plants because they turn the grass and the, the herbs into essential fatty acids. The bacteria. The bacteria does takes the food Do you want out to be of technical? those cells. Yes, the, the, <laughs> once the once the bacteria dissolve the wall of the cell of a plant, which is cellulose, mm-hmm. the internal nutrition can come out. Which, of course, Vitamix manufacturers say that's what their Vitamix machine does, <laughs> and it, you know it tears it up to a pretty good degree. Yeah. But uh, it's the bacteria that's in there releasing this stuff, and then once that stuff gets into the cow's digestive system fully, it's the essential fatty acids that results from it. So when we eat animal foods, we're getting essential fatty acids. Yes. That's what's so critical, and they're essential. And when the animals eat the plants, it's reduced to essential fatty acids. Yeah. So you got to eat dense nutrition so you have time to create. That's kind of our recap. And one of the densest nutritions you can eat... Mary's milkshake, mm-hmm. which has some raw animal food in it. Raw eggs almost require no digestion at all. Search for the recipe on our website. Just type Mary's milkshake in the top left search bar. And then inside the protocol, there's a long, beautiful, wonderfully worded by you explanation of the ingredients. And other things, yeah. And then you simply click on the picture of the milkshake and you can print it or download it. And you can also order, there's four powders that we have in the Mary's milkshake. You don't have to get them, but... The raw eggs are critical, but there's four powders, and you can easily order the four ingredients with one click of a button on that same page. Yes. So, Many of you may be finding us for the first time. Keep in mind the protocols on our website and what we are talking about are only available to logged-in users, but you can create an account instantly by taking our free no-obligation symptom survey on the homepage of ForbiddenDoctor.com. And understand this survey saves you money in the long run because you're not taking Whole food supplements you don't need. Don't take any supplements that aren't whole food. But we will only recommend whole food supplements, and it's a perfect protocol just for you. And all of that at no charge to you. And we just got a testimonial the other day. The lady said, I can't believe you give away this symptom survey for free. Didn't it come from Australia? I think so. Oh, that poor lady. Yeah, Yeah, it came from Australia. And in her testimony, she said, I can't believe you're offering all of this to me for free. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a support call, too. And don't forget to go to agelessthyroid.com and read about your, our, I guess, mm-hmm. incredible product that will help you foundational, help the foundational support of your hormonal system. Yeah. And also go to agelessthyroid.com is the only place on the internet where you can get an incredible deal on this product. This deal is not even available in our clinic. Only at agelessthyroid.com. Yeah. So the statements made in this podcast about specific products have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided or any information contained on or in any product label or packaging or this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professionals. Thank you all for listening to this forbidden information on our forbidden podcast. Join us next time for another in-depth discussion of forbidden knowledge. We'll see you then. 
thank you for listening to the Forbidden Doctor podcast. If you are curious about long-life energy enzymes or ageless thyroid, you can purchase them without a membership from our website at ForbiddenDoctor.com or get our enzyme formula from Amazon.com by searching the full term Long-Life Energy Enzymes. Don't forget to take our obligation-free symptom survey to get a free personalized supplement protocol recommended for you by Dr. Jack, Mary, or one of our qualified nutritionists. Take the survey, get a call from our nutritionist to create a protocol and a patient login, then use that login to see your own personal protocol along with any favorites you've saved from our symptom library. Remember, our website and our clinic are here for you always. Always.